Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We're usually checking in with John Rash from the Star Tribune at 820 on Fridays, but we're talking to Joe Maurer and KSTP's Joe Schmidt coming up at 820 about their new children's book. Excited for that conversation. So a little bit of an early conversation with John Rash, who joins us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Good morning, John. Thanks for shifting your time a little bit. Uh, A lot of what we're talking about this week is uh, that news that broke about Diamond Sports and Amazon, this new deal, I think people have been waiting to see what's going to happen with Bally Sports. Have you been able to sort through some of all that and, and figure out all the ramifications? As well as possible, but even when the twins, as we wrote, my colleague Phil Miller wrote in the paper, were quote-unquote blindsided by the news as much as Major League Baseball, they had no comments on Wednesday's development. So in terms of how it's actually going to impact the teams and most profoundly the fans, it still needs a little bit of sorting out. It does clearly seem to be a lifeline Vanita for Valley Sports North and, you know, to the degree that they still produce the games, that they still have the same look and feel, you know, that seems more likely since they might still be involved. But how actually fans and viewers will get the games, whether they will have to stream um, Amazon and add that to what for many is a growing list of streaming services, which is a whole other issue that consumers and I would argue the teams and the leagues themselves are facing still needs a little bit of time to untangle it at this well, point. And you and I talked about the whole deal with Peacock and NFL, these games like that Chiefs-Dolphins game last weekend that was just on Peacock and how people, there's a frustration level on access to sports and be able to watch it for free instead of having to pay for it. Absolutely. And, you know, already we have been conditioned as consumers over the last generation that what used to be all over the air is now often on what then became called basic cable. And it seems that most consumers, most fans are okay or have grudgingly accepted that they have to have cable for some sports. But now the idea of adding a whole new streaming service indeed is frustrating some viewers and and fans, and that's a danger, I would argue, to some of the teams in the league. And, you know, you and I spoke about the NFL Peacock situation. They were proud as a Peacock that that was the number one streaming event of all time. And yet, conversely, it was the lowest rated wildcard weekend game. And, of course, it was a marquee matchup with 
the you know Kansas City uh, Chiefs involved in there and the whole Taylor Swift phenomenon and and a really good matchup at least on paper in that game. So you know yes it you know delivered big streaming numbers and yes the NFL got a big payday as they always seem to to do, but fewer fans watch that game than the others. And if I were running the league and if I were, you know, advising the Vikings and the other teams, that's not good for their sport when they depend on such a depth and breadth of a fan base. And again, as you and I talked about, they're also in publicly financed stadiums that should matter as well. These are supposed to be teams for the community. And when they become harder to view, um, it's discouraging for a lot of people. Certainly is. Uh, 7.55, an earlier conversation with John Rash than we're used to. We usually talk to you at 8.20. We're talking to Joe Maurer and Joe Schmidt coming up at 8.20. Uh, John, I'm very fascinated by this editorial uh, that the editorial board put together on the haves and have-nots of Metro High School. This is something I'm very passionate about. Often, People point to uh, high schools in wealthier areas, Edina, Wyzetta, and Minnetonka, for Mm -hmm. all the test scores and all the better things. But, you know, there are a lot of smart kids in other schools, too. And sometimes it is what the resources that are given to some of these schools that net the results. And this editorial is pretty fascinating in this study from the U as well. Well, thank you. And credit to my colleague, Denise Johnson, who wrote this. And, you know, of course, we talked about this as an editorial board, and it is quite compelling and quite complex, I would argue. And I think the editorial points out as well. And I think you're quite right. And I think a lot of people share your passion, which I think is great, that we want to make sure as an editorial board, and I would argue as a community and as a state, that people have equal access to be able to maximize their potential. And you know, um, certainly a whole lot of components come into play in terms of student performance, uh, parental involvement, clearly being among, if not the top one. And that's something that I'm sure you and I would, would argue is extraordinarily important. But we also want to make sure that your geography is not determining your outcome, which, of course, can also determine your collegiate you know, direction or whatever you decide to do after your high school career, and that could, those decisions, of course, can have an impact on your life. So um, this report that has come out, I think, is is one that people should be aware of, should read. They can check it out via a link on our editorial. And I think that continuing to advocate for young people is in everyone's interest. It should be a bipartisan issue, and it especially is a competitive advantage for the state because historically, of course, Minnesota students have done very, very well on test scores and on achievement, and that's helped build a great economy and a great society in in our state in many ways. It certainly does. Uh, Just a fascinating editorial. Real quickly, do you think we should change the way we fund schools, the way it's being funded now? Do you think it's equitable? You know, I think certainly there are some inequities that are involved in it. As always, you know, we would want to see specific proposals on how they may want to change it and to do it um, and to make sure that, you know, you're, you're not moving backwards as you're trying to move forward here. But I think it's something that the legislature can, continues to need to look at. And real quickly, of course, we're talking about this in the context of the metro area because that's what the report reflected. But, you know, there can be inequities between greater Minnesota and smaller communities, you know, that, that just don't have the resources as well. So if this is looked at, um, I, I really do think urge that this becomes a statewide issue as well. Certainly something to point out there. Thank you, John. Have a great weekend.
Thank you. You too. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.